This is Hurricane Valley with Norm Hewitt and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint and longtime supporters of the Hurricanes, and shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Yeah, welcome to Hurricane Valley with Ricardo Ball on your. Uh, what is a Wednesday night, man? This week is flying by. This is SENZ. Now, no Norm uh, Hewitt this evening. Normie's got the week off, but uh, we do have uh, another Canes legend in the hot seat uh, in Thomas Waldron. The tank is with us. G'day, Thomas. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. That's a story, mate. I know, I know you've had a, a bit of a trying uh, last 10 minutes trying to find the studio in the in the Batoni building, but you got there in the end. I got there in the yes, yes. It took me a bit of time, but a bit of help in directions. Not always the best on directions, but finally got here. Uh, at least I know a little bit of Wellington. Yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. Well, thanks for coming in and uh, filling in uh, for, for Norm tonight, mate. Uh, it's uh, What have you made of the, the Kane season overall so far? Yeah, I think we had a bit of a chat about that last week, didn't we? And then I think we sort of rate them a five. And then, yeah, seeing them, seeing them against Brumbies, they probably probably deserve to go down maybe half a point. It just wasn't wasn't their day. But uh, you have to give credit to Brumbies, don't you? For um, just playing their game and being niggly and just um, yeah, some of those tries they scored was probably outstanding. So a lot of credit probably has to go to the Brumbies because they've probably had the last couple of wins against uh, New Zealand teams, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they've been going really, really well. I mean, uh, I think most people picked them to beat, um, you know, the Highlanders, but uh, to beat the Canes, back that up and beat the Canes, go back to back, uh, was was a big one, you know, was a big thing. And not just beat the Canes, but beat the Canes pretty comfortably in the end. Yeah, it was actually. Um, to put 40 points on them, it's, it's never nice when uh, they just run away with things and stuff like that. So, yeah, to score 40 points and uh, against them and, score 20, it does make a big difference and it just shows you when you when you got confidence and you're playing well, um, everything sort of goes your way. So um, hopefully the Hurricanes can bounce back this week and um, put a good performance on and that they're happy about. But yeah, it's always um, defence, as they say, sometimes defence always wins the games, but uh, not on the weekend for these for the poor Canes. No, no, exactly, mate. I mean, they are, they're not in Canberra, which is definitely a plus. Not in Canberra this weekend, which is definitely going to help. But, I mean, talk to me about Canberra because it's it's funny. I've had a few different people on over the different rugby shows that we do here uh, and mentioned Canberra, and everybody kind of just shakes their head and they're like, Canberra's different to anywhere else. Canberra, you know, where, I don't know if you can put it in, into words for us. What What is so tough about going to Canberra and playing? Um, for me personally, it's probably just so boring. There's nothing to do there. But I, um, the only one good benefit when I went to Canberra was we found a, a retro NRL shop. Oh, uh, yeah. I got a, um, a North Sydney Bears, like uh, early 90s jersey that I, I've still got. And everyone's like, oh, where'd you get that from? And I, would, I actually, with pride, say I actually I got this from Canberra. So that's my one and good story. And then I've sort of got a couple of mates as well from Canberra from over over in England. Julian Salvi was a was a Brumbies and from uh, Canberra and he probably just sums it up. It's just so boring and it's probably like Invercargill a little bit. You know, they're a little bit different. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it so hard, I think, to play at Canberra. Yeah. Well, yeah, North, you mentioned the North Sydney Bears. Uh, so are we, are we talking like, a, uh, was that still Mark Graham days, Ollie Philippina, or are we talking more sort of um, uh, Daryl Halligan, uh, sort of when he started around then? Yeah, Daryl Halligan. It was always the, um, the red and black 
the red, all red ones had the black stripes on it. That's yeah, right. With the, with the beer, with the beers, that makes them look really, really scary. So yeah, yeah that was always a, a go-to one. Oh mate, they, they had a great team too for so long. You know, Billy Moore in uh, that Ford pack. Who was the other guy? Who was the redhead guy that played in the, uh, alongside him in the Ford pack? Played for Queensland as well. Oh, going blank. Uh, but yeah, they, they had a great yeah, side. Yeah, okay. You know they did, and that's the thing. And back in those days, that's when the, the Winfield Cup. Everyone loved it, and everyone flew over for it, and getting ninety thousand people at the uh, Sydney Football Ground. Yes, the good old days. That those were. <laughs> <laughs> they were indeed, mate. They were indeed. Uh, something on the Canes this year. It it. Um, I, I know you've played. You played a similar position, um, so you'll be able to comment on this. But Ari Savia, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's a player. In, in Super Rugby, who, who is as important to their team as Artie seems to be to the Canes? Yeah, no, and that's the thing. He he sort of drives the environment, and everyone looks up to him, and he's he's just got an aura about him. He's, he's sort of a bit like Tana when I was, I was coming through, and Tana was the um, the go to man, and everyone whatever you said it, it meant so much to the boys and stuff like that. So, um, and then coming back and sort of seeing Artie. With the young guys and just setting um, the standards, uh, was always on time. Always went and hello, said hello, and spent time with the kids and stuff like that. He's he's just important to the to the environment and especially what he does on and off the field. And um, yeah, he's definitely something about him, and that's that's what I enjoy. He's always got time for for everyone, which is which is nice to see. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, things haven't gone great for the Canes this year. Well, not as good as good as you think, but I mean, they haven't. I mean, that loss to the Brumbies is really the only time they've been beaten up. I mean, they they probably should have beaten the Crusaders, you know. Um, and they've had close games like that. They uh, that loss to Moana will, will hurt, and that potentially you know could come and back and bite them as well. Where where do you think um, you know Chris Gibbs and, and Co have have got it wrong so far this season? Um. Oh, that's the thing. It's, it's, I think you've seen um, Pacifica. Uh, they probably changed a few too many, and I think the juggling of the first five, I think, is a big, a big one for me. Mm. Um, I think you just stick, stick. I think uh, stick with Ruben Love. I would like to see him have four or five games. Like just say, mate, this, this, this opportunity. We're going to give it to you, uh, and just take and take it and see what happens. But they're sort of been chopping and changing, and a few things like that. And I know it's sort of he's a young guy and. It's all about minutes, I'm guessing, and stuff like that. But I think just having someone there and having TJ inside him and Artie, having a 8, 9, 10 sort of solid combination, sort of, uh, that's what I've sort of always sort of thought. If you have a solid 8, 9, 10, a uh, lot of game time, a lot of experience, you, you can sort of guide everyone around because you've sort of got someone in the pack, someone driving the backs, and uh, someone sort of in the middle being a, being a little bit of a, bit of a mouthy guy. So it's... I think I think that's the way it should work, but it just hasn't been that way. No, it hasn't hasn't been yet that way. Uh, I mean, your thoughts then? Uh, this is something that I've actually talked about, Thomas, uh, is, is about the ten situation at the Canes, and it feels like Jackson Garden Bishop's had a lot of opportunities, but he hasn't really cemented himself as a consistent performer at this level. Where are you? Where are you on him? Yeah, and that's I'm, I'm the same as well. It's sort of. Like I know he's probably been there and he's got the confidence from the coaches, but I think it's it's just some of these excitement, some of these young players coming through and the excitement they have um, definitely lifts players around you and stuff like that. And guys like uh, Ruben, I think, would ex- excite the players and having Geordie outside him and 
he enjoyed his experience and he he just wants to be out there playing rugby and I know Jackson maybe a bit hard he is a little probably a little bit not going to say on the soft side but um, just trying to control that team is you need someone young and exciting just to bring the best out of them. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there are, there are options there because Aidan Morgan's impressed when he's had opportunities as well. Yeah, he has, and, and that's exactly, he's another young guy. And that's the thing. Like, ha, uh, You can always put Jackson on the bench and have those two guys there as well just for their excitement level, just to get them up and, and enjoy rugby. And that's what they're doing at this young age. All they want to do is, you, all you want to do is try to get as many game minutes as you can and, um, and be around the environment. Because that's the thing, once you make the Hurricanes, the only next level is All Blacks, isn't it, really? So mm. you want to get as much minutes on the field as possible, and, and that's what these young guys probably want. And um, I'm, and Jackson, he's probably got the hunger for it as well. He wants to uh, show that he's number one, but um, sometimes the change is always always good as well. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see um, how they front up against the draw this weekend, whether Artie plays, because that's another thing. I, I was talking to Jeff Wilson last night and had mentioned that, that, you know, Justin Marshall had said to me on Monday, uh, you know, that, well, Mitch, Richie Mwang has done all his all-black minutes, so Razor doesn't have to rest anybody from now. He can just go his best team all the time. He doesn't have to think about rotation. And Goldie said, I thought all-black minutes was a myth. I didn't think that existed. Um, and, I, and I did wonder, thinking about the Hurricanes, because from memory, I think Artie Savier's only missed one game, which was the, the, the midweeker against um, uh, Moana Pacifica. Yeah, I've always um, liked when they had... You remember when they must have been 2007 or eight when the All Blacks were going to the next World Cup and they sort of said, OK, none of the All Blacks are playing eight weeks uh, for the start of the season. And oh, I loved it. That was my that was my opportunity that I, that I got cause having Jerry Rodney and, and Chris there sort of um, dominating. So always would have loved if they had uh, more, more minutes away. But, um, yeah, I think that's the thing you hear on, I think, when you watch the news and... Uh, yeah, uh, Richie was out last week, and they the, the young guys step up for the uh, Crusaders. Um, so yeah, so they're saying he had, had minutes. So I'm guessing Geordie would have would have had a week off as well um, in between. So I don't know how they actually work it, and what oh, they must be. It must be between New Zealand rugby and the franchises of uh, how many uh, games consecutive games they have to have before they have time off. Um, but then going back to the draw, I know the Hurricanes will have a tough one. I think watching the draw in the first half over Fiji. How lovely was it seeing a packed oh, out crowd? Mate, it was so good. Fiji and the Mexican wave, they just nailed it, didn't they? It was just <laughs> lovely to see. And just that first half, they were on fire. So, And that's the thing. If you don't want to give them any head start whatsoever because that crowd will just um, get up there and, and just push them. Yeah, well, I tell you, it's going to be great next year, isn't it, when there's seven games in Fiji next year, you know, when when, when it's uh, hopefully the COVID's done and, and they can they can do it properly home and away. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a great away trip for a lot of teams. I know you'll be putting your, ha- your hand up to be co-coms for that one, Thomas. <laughs> I, did, I actually did enjoy Fiji. It was one of my first uh, New Zealand marriages. We went to Fiji and um, getting on the cover and then um, playing Fiji was uh, definitely special. But I think we played them in a mini typhoon and just the field just it was like a two inches of water and they were sort of going oh we might have to call this off but because we were over there and everything so the game went on but just the atmosphere and um everything and the hospitality is is amazing so 
Uh, yeah, I'm definitely. If, if there's an opportunity, I'll definitely put my hand up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This is Hurricane Valley here on SENZ. Ricardo Ball and Thomas Waldrum with you. When we come back, we'll have a, a look at the draw and how the Hurricanes might uh, look this Sunday. It's 17 past seven here on SENZ. This is Hurricane Valley. I know Norm Hewitt, uh, for all you Norm Hewitt fans who have tuned in, uh, big Normies are not here this week, but uh, uh, we have uh, very much uh, another Hurricanes legend in with us and Thomas Waldrum. Uh, now, uh, Thomas, something that hasn't really been talked about enough, I don't think. It's almost like people think he's already retired. Uh, Dane Coles, where's he been this season? I, I remember having a conversation with someone out of the Canes about five weeks ago, and they said he's about a couple of weeks away, and uh, he always seems to be a couple of weeks away. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just um, just getting there a little bit older and stuff like that. I think he's maybe still having trouble with his calves. He's always sort of end up pulling his calves, and he's always sort of, Something linked to that, like if you got a, a back problem or something, or um, quads or some or hammies, it sort of sort of always links together. But I think yeah, it's, it's a shame not seeing him seeing him around the field and stuff because he just adds that extra bit of mongrel and stuff like that, and he's and what he can do with the ball and stuff. So yeah, I think and just that maybe lack of leadership not being out there. But yeah, mm. I think um, it's just yeah, I don't know if he's maybe getting himself ready for the next World Cup. Maybe put himself in a bit of cotton wool to get out there, but. Uh, it would be nice to see him uh, in that uh, jersey, number two jersey again very soon. Yeah, it would be because, I mean, you know, I, I look back over that team that played the Brumbies last week and you look at the, um, you know, the front row, Xavier uh, Numia, uh, James O'Reilly, Tyrell Lomax and James Blackwell and Justin Sangster as the locks, uh, Tekamika Howden, Blake Gibson and then Artie Savia. I mean, it, it looks very light on experience, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And, yeah, having... That's, yeah, and I was quite surprised. Um, Alex Filo, I saw him playing club rugby in Wellington. Um, I don't know if he's just fallen out of favour with the coaches and stuff because knowing him, he's he's a very strong scrummager and he adds that bit of X factor, probably what they needed. And um, yeah, and a few injuries in the in the locks as well probably is not hap- is not helping. But yeah, it does probably look a little bit light, and I think maybe that's what they've got on hand at the moment. And definitely with Safal being um, suspended and yeah. He, not having a, sort of a couple of impact players that can actually change momentum and get them on the front foot, there probably was um, a bit of a, a downfall on the weekend. Now this weekend, of course, it's a Sunday afternoon match, which is which is great, eh? Sunday afternoon footy. I'm, I'm glad that we've got that back, uh, and the Canes have had a couple of those. Uh, and it's against the Drua this weekend. I, I mean, I looked at this, I don't know about you, mate, but I looked at this and thought, wow, I'm going to have to have a look at the TAB here because if there is an option for 10 tries or more in a match, it's this match. Um, it feels like they'll both throw the ball around. There's going to be a lot of attacking rugby. It'll probably be quite open. Uh, yeah, I think so as well. I think um, seeing the draw and how they want to play and what they've uh, got on show and um, even but even some of their defence as well, uh, they'll definitely be putting some big shoulders in there and hopefully not towards the head and get any red cards. But they're definitely a physical team, but it will be... Um, yeah, we won't be one of those games where, like the Crusaders, I think they'll just be throwing it around and the subs will have to come on early again um, just to, to keep the ball in, up in play. So, no, definitely, yeah, you will want to look at that uh, to see how many tries there, what, what it's going for at the TAB, and especially being Mother's Day as well. So, all the rugby mums out there, especially one of mine, so it will be a. Uh, Always special to have an afternoon game and then you can always take them out for dinner afterwards. Well, mate, you know what it's like. If, it, if it's truly Mother's Day, there will be no mums, mums there because the dads will take all the kids out and mum will have the day to herself. That's what Mother's Day is really about, right? Um, yes, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, now who, has, uh, who has impressed you 
uh, out of that Fijian Drua team. I mean, I, I've really liked the look of Revalvao. Run, he ran at second five last week. Uh, and Lamani is really important to them as well, the halfback, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And yeah, he's, he, and that's the thing. He's got something about him. But I think, oh, I just like the loose forwards. Um, I, I forgot, forgotten his name, but uh, the number six, uh, the last couple of weeks. Oh, uh, uh, and, uh, Joseph out. Tamani, is it Tamani? Yes, yes. Uh, just his work rate and just getting stuck in there. And, uh, and yeah, I think we, he got subbed about 60 minutes. And you could tell that he's, he's put everything into it. And, um, and that's the thing, as a player, you, that's what you want. And, and that's what coaches see as well. And, um, he definitely has put them on the front foot and um, definitely put them some big shifts to um, swing some momentum for the for the draw there. Well, one thing that Fijian teams in the past have not had is the discipline in the tight five, right? But, I mean, I think we saw it last year when the Fijians played the All Blacks in two tests. Uh, a little bit of input from, you know, the likes of Jason Ryan and Vern Cotter uh, particularly. Uh, they look really well drilled up front. And we've seen that carry on uh, with this team, I think, a lot better than I... I would imagine most people expected. Um, they've they've cut, they've got to the pace of Super Rugby really really quickly. So, I mean, if you were if you're you're running the Canes this weekend, what are you doing to try and counteract uh, what the Drua do well? Yeah, and that's the thing. I think even before then, I think um, I know Alan Muir, a good Wellington uh, man that uh, knows his front row stuff. Uh, I think he went over there previously as well before the World Cup, and it just yeah shows you that getting specialist coaches over there and giving them the tools that they need to survive, or not survive, but um, compete, and then uh, playing all these super rugby teams. I think that, and that's the thing, they'll be loving it because they're pushing themselves, and I think what they say, the first, it'll be like um, uh, uh, Pacifica and Drew, they only had maybe, what, a handful of um, super rugby team, uh, first team players going yeah. into the start of the season, and it just, it just shows you that guys want to, just, they're just competitive now. And that just shows you the more they play, the better they're going to get. And, and that's the thing. You, you can't take them lightly either, these uh, new teams, because they are starting to get the pace of the, of the Super Rugby game. And being, you've got to be physical and you've got to have you know, the right skills and um, and being disciplined. And they definitely probably are being disciplined and they can sort of back themselves to go to the corner if they need to as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. I, mean, I think both, you, you mentioned Moana in there as well and Fiji and Drew. I think most people... Uh, that I talked to thought, well, it's great that we've got these teams in there, but it's probably going to take them two or three seasons to build to be competitive. But while they're sort of down the bottom of the table, they're certainly not teams that are getting put away every week, are they? They're they're in the fight for a long time, all the time. Yeah, and I think it sort of shows you. I think the New Zealand teams probably took 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 them too lightly. I think they changed probably too many players and thought, oh, okay, we'll give uh, the second... Ten guys, or the guys that haven't played for maybe three or four weeks, because they just didn't think they would be up to the, that Super Rugby level that they've been up to. So um, to see them come out and fight, and especially probably get the win, I know it's a shame they got a win over the Hurricanes, but just to, for them to get a win uh, in their first season and and give these young guys confidence of, uh, oh, okay, we've just competed against a couple of All Blacks and seasoned uh, MP, uh, Super Rugby players, it does give you the confidence and that belief, like, well, we can compete and. And then it's probably just working on the on the basic skills next year to probably even get fitter and um, challenge them even more. So I think and that's that's what that's the exciting bit about it. These teams are underestimating them, and you want your top teams playing against each other. So I think that's maybe then the next year that's what will happen, or the next two years when they have come up against each other again and think, oh, actually I'm going to have to play my full team.
Yeah, yeah, indeed. All right, mate. Hey, listen, as we uh, as we always do, we, we finish off uh, each show by getting your picks or Norm's picks, but he's seen he's not seen your norm this week. Uh, it's it's your picks, <laughs> mate. Um, Friday night, the Rebels versus the Blues at Eden Park. Uh, the TAB's got this uh, very one-sided, a dollar six on the Blues, eight bucks on the Rebels. Which way are you going? Uh, I'll go the Blues, even though my uh, good mate Jeff Parlin is the coach there. Um, uh, yeah, I have to go to the Blues because they're just... I just don't think they've been at the races as much this season either. To be fair to them, no, I don't think I don't think they have. They've been building, but they're probably not quite to that level yet. Uh, then on Friday night, the late kickoff at quarter to ten New Zealand time, the Reds host the Highlanders. This market a bit closer. The Reds are a dollar fifty. The Landers at two forty five. Yeah, I do. I do like some of the way the Reds play. Um, so I probably am going to go the Reds. Um, um, just being at home and the. Humidity as well, and it's just a tough place to go uh, on a on a Friday evening. Saturday afternoon at Mount Smart Stadium, Moana Pacifica host the Waratahs. They're paying three bucks. The Tars are dollar thirty five. Can we can we go for a draw on that one? We'll go for a draw. We'll go for. I actually did mention to <laughs> mention to someone the other day that the Tars are the type of team. Uh, in the past, that will get a result like the Crusaders and then fall over the next week against someone you expect them to beat. I don't know if the mentality of the Tars has changed, but that's kind of what I expect. Uh, yeah, and that's what I, that's the way I was I was reading it. So, well, we can't go for draws anyway. It's Golden Point, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, well there is Golden Point, mate. Who's Moana yeah. Pacifica and Golden Point? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am just to, <laughs> just to go for norm. These are normal pick anyway. It's <laughs> a normal he, he pick. He texts me them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. He's 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 still got a hand in these. Uh, the Chiefs are a dollar thirty three at home against the Brumbies, who are three ten. I tell you, I mean, like, I think this is a fifty fifty game. I think there's great value in the Brumbies at three ten. Oh yeah, definitely. And oh, it probably will be nice to see if they can actually travel as well. Uh, if they can actually come to New Zealand, uh, had a couple of good wins on uh, in Australia, and see if they can actually travel and put the same game plan uh, in New Zealand uh, previously because we know um, sometimes they don't travel as well as uh, at home. So uh, yeah, uh, $3, I think, is a very good bet. So yeah. I, I think I might actually go for the Brumbies on that one. You go for the Brumbies? Okay. The Force are five twenty five yeah. at home against the Crusaders, who are paying a dollar fourteen. Yeah, the uh, Crusaders. The Crusaders. They, uh, that, they're, they're opposite to uh, the Waratahs. They'll bounce back massively and... Um, and show what they're made of as well. And then the Sunday afternoon, do I even need to ask you this one? Are the Canes are seventeen. the draw are four sixty. Uh, no, Canes. Canes <laughs> all day. <laughs> hey, listen, mate, thanks very much yep. for, for jumping in the hot, hot seat and filling in for Norm. Much appreciated. Go well and uh, enjoy the games this weekend, eh, Thomas? Cheers, mate. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be great. Uh, there you go, Thomas Waldron with us here on Hurricane Valley. It is 7.27 when we come back. Steve Devine's in the house for Blues Brothers.